Welcome to r slash, a podcast where I read the best posts from across Reddit. Today's subreddit is r slash entitled parents, where an entitled mother expects OP to buy her a free house. Our next Reddit post is from Hopeless Cynic. This happened when I was probably five years old and I wasn't very proficient with English since I had just immigrated from China and knew very little about the language when this happened. A schoolmate's parents invited me over to have dinner while my parents were out. There are a couple of things that you should know from back then. One, this was a very religious family, while my parents were atheists at the time. Two, the kid and I did not like each other. We sat down to dinner, and as soon as everyone was seated, I took a bite like we all did at home. That's when the mother reached across the table and yanked the plate away from me. In this house, she said, glaring at me. We pray before we eat. We're not heathens. I looked at my classmate to see what to do. I put my hands together like he did. Not like that, she screeched. Apparently, I needed to fold my hands properly, so I did as I was told. The dad then proceeded to give what had to be the longest prayer ever. It probably wasn't all that long, but I was five, hungry, didn't really understand what was happening, and had never heard a prayer before. After he finished, the mom looked at me and said, For stealing from God, you'll wait until after we finish before you eat. She then lectured me on how awful I was and how I was going to hell for not praying properly or knowing about prayer. Reminder, I was five years old. My classmate said that he wanted seconds when he was done with his plate, so his mom handed him my plate. I didn't get dinner. I started crying because, you know, I was a hungry five-year-old. She started screaming at me to stop crying. I was ruining dinner for everyone. That's when my mother rang the doorbell, and at the time, she could speak English fairly well, albeit with some mistakes, so she could understand most of what the family was saying. I jumped up and ran to her in tears. Suddenly, the family was all smiles and politeness. She told my mom that I was picky so I wouldn't eat my food, so I was probably hungry. We got to the car, and my mother asked what really happened. I wasn't a picky eater. I'd eat anything. I still will. I told her everything. My mother stormed out of the car, pounded on the door, and gave the woman a piece of her mind. To this day, I wonder what sect of Christianity they claim to be. Because even though I'm not Christian, I've known many for years, and I'm pretty sure God never said to treat someone else's kid like garbage before. Remember that part in the Bible when Jesus stole food from a child and then told the kid that he was going to hell? Yeah, that happened, right? Our next Reddit post is from Chaotic Nature. I'm a 32-year-old woman and I just bought my first house. It has three bedrooms, a yard, and is just what I need right now. I'm single and have two dogs and a cat. My sister is 34, has three kids, and lives in a two-bedroom apartment. Lately, she's been talking about how such a tiny living space isn't enough for the four of them. When she learned about the house I bought, she became very upset and told me that I was being wasteful. Since I'm single and don't have kids, and therefore don't need such a big space. I reminded her that what I do with my hard-earned money is none of her business. She went on to complain to our mother about how selfish I was being. Yesterday evening, I got a call from my mom telling me I should let my sister and her kids move into the house. My house. I told her that no one was going to live in the house that I paid for but me, and that the extra space was great for my dogs to play in. My mom also got very upset with me and told me that I was being unreasonable, that my sister's kids are growing and need the space more than my dogs. I offered to help my sister out financially so she could rent a bigger place. My mom got my sister on the phone who shot down the idea, telling me that I needed to let her and her kids live in my house. When I refused again, she very generously suggested a compromise. 
I could live in the house with her and her kids and wouldn't have to find somewhere else to live. She said this as if she was doing me a favor. I told her that she'd lost her mind and hung up. However, my mom and sister kept on pestering me, with my mom trying to guilt trip me by telling me that my sister had been crying over not being able to live in a nice house like mine. I got fed up and decided to shame them. I made a post on Am I the Butthole about this, and of course, most of the commenters could hardly believe how entitled my mom and sister are. They got bashed pretty badly. After getting the verdict from Am I the Butthole, I decided to send my sister and mom a link to the post, letting them know that I had made it. As expected, they freaked the F out. My mom texted and called me many names, telling me what a horrible daughter I am, and how I've embarrassed her in front of so many people. I told her to calm down, as they're all strangers on the internet who have no idea who she is. But asking my mom to listen to reason is like asking my cat to stop shoving things off of horizontal surfaces. So I told her that I'd talk to her when she's willing to act like an adult. My sister's been crying about this to my mom and any other relative who will listen. Most of them won't. The rest of my family's been on my side from the start and agreed that my sister's demands were ridiculous. They think this whole thing is hilarious. So I got really confused about midway through this story. Did anyone else, while you were listening, just assume that the sister meant that she was going to move into the house with OP? Like, it didn't even occur to me that what the sister actually meant was that OP would move out and then she would move in. So, <laughs> when it got to the part where the sister was offering a compromise that OP could live in her house too, I was like, wait, what? What is she talking about? So, if you were confused like I was, let me know by hitting the like button on this video, because I want to know how many of you were completely bamboozled by this lady's entitled attitude. Our next Reddit post is from Greg's Reddit account. During my last few years of high school, I delivered newspapers every morning. The money wasn't great, but it was my first job. I really enjoyed the peace and quiet that comes with being awake before the sun rises. It was an enjoyable experience, however, there were downsides. For example, we had to go around once a month to collect payments, which was a real pain. If you can't get a customer to answer the door, they can't pay you. If a customer decided to simply stop paying you, there was nothing that you could do about it. The subscription could only be cancelled by the customer themselves, so if someone decided not to pay you, the money was taken out of your earnings and the delivery person was the one stuck with the bill. Unfortunately, this was extremely common. This would eventually become the reason I quit since I couldn't afford to work two hours a day and not get paid for it. One morning as I arrived home from finishing my route, my mother was extremely agitated. My boss had called and woken up my mom 15 minutes earlier because he had started receiving calls from the paper saying that several customers on a route connected to mine had called to say that they hadn't received their paper, and that this had happened several times this week so he had to fire the person on that route. He wanted to know if I could take over the route. The new route was only about half the size of the route that I was currently doing and would only add about 30 minutes a day to my trip so I agreed to take it. The first week passes pretty uneventfully. One morning during the second week of doing my new route, I can hear a woman's voice calling out, Excuse me? Hey you, excuse me? I turn around to see a woman. She's coming down the driveway in a t-shirt and underwear, holding a newspaper in one hand and using her free hand to try to pull the bottom of her t-shirt lower to preserve some sense of modesty. I recognize her as one of the substitute teachers in my high school. Excuse me? What the F is this? She says, holding up the newspaper. I stood there, confused for a moment before replying, I'm sorry, Mrs. Karen, but I don't understand. She cuts me off. I thought I already told you. If you guys are going to fire my daughter for being a little late one day, then I don't want your effing paper. 
Still a little confused, I say, I'm sorry, Mrs. Karen, but I've only had this route for a few days and I'm certain that I'm not the person you spoke with. Maybe you spoke with my boss? Well, if you're not the person I spoke to, then how do you know my name? She said, wearing the smuggest, I've got you now face. I'm one of your students. I've been going to the high school that you teach at for four years. If you want to cancel your subscription, you have to call the number. I can't cancel it for you. This obviously wasn't what you wanted to hear. She got really calm for a second and looked me in the eyes and said, You think you're really effing smart, don't you? Before throwing the paper at me and turning around to waddle back up the driveway with her granny panties running up her 45-year-old butt crack. I called my boss when I got home to tell him what happened and that she wanted her subscription canceled. He told me that when he had called to fire her daughter, Karen had picked up the phone and screamed the same thing at him, and that he had also told her that she needed to call the subscription line if she wanted her service canceled, and that the teenage paperboy couldn't cancel the subscription for her. He also said that when Karen's daughter accepted the job, her mom told him that she would be away every second weekend at her father's, and she wouldn't be able to deliver the Saturday and Sunday papers, and that her mom would deliver them. The next Saturday, I received an updated subscription list, and I checked if her address was still on it. Her name was on the list, meaning that she still hadn't called the line to cancel, so I had no choice but to keep delivering the paper. This continued for a few more months until I was finally able to convince my boss to cancel her paper due to non-payment. One morning on a weekday, I accidentally slept in until about 4.30am, which meant that I had to rush to get them all delivered before 6.30, which is a cutoff time before a paper can be considered late. I delivered Karen's paper around 6.15, which once again is near the end of my route. This time, Karen comes running out, wearing pants this time, and starts yelling at me about how the paper is late and that she's going to call the paper and get me fired. Just like they did to her daughter for being a little late one time. I tried to explain that her paper, while arriving a little later than I normally deliver it, is still not past the cutoff time and that the paper is only guaranteed to be in her mailbox before 6.30. And she, of course, in typical Karen fashion, was having none of it. You can't talk your way out of this one. You're going to be so effing fired. And she runs back into the house laughing to herself. About two hours later, I'm sitting in class waiting for first period to start. And who should walk in to teach that class today but Mrs. Karen? She's barely taken two steps into the class when she spots me and begins shaking her finger in my direction. Nuh-uh, no, 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 not you. You go to the office now. My entire class is baffled for two reasons. The first reason being that I was a pretty good kid and I didn't get in trouble often. And the second reason being that it happened so quickly after her walking into the room that I couldn't have even had the time to misbehave in any way, shape, or form. I arrive at the principal's office and check in with the secretary. She asks why I was in the office and not in class. Look, Mrs. Nice Secretary, I know that every kid who gets sent to the office probably says this, but I honestly didn't do anything wrong. I then explained what happened between myself and Karen earlier concerning the paper route and that this was about something that happened outside of school during non-school hours. She looks at me slightly confused and then nods at another girl sitting in the waiting room and asks if I know who she is. I didn't. I'd never seen her before. She was a pretty girl, maybe two years younger than me, with short bleach blonde hair, wearing a band tee with the sleeves cut off and what had to be at least 10 bracelets on each wrist. The fact that she had been crying was obvious. Her eye makeup had been running and her face was red. I was sent to sit with her in the waiting area. She sat on the furthest right with two seats to her left. I followed urinal etiquette and took the seat farthest on the left. As we sat there waiting to speak to the principal, she would periodically play with her bracelets and rings, which is how I caught a glimpse of the fresh purple bruise around her wrist. 
The principal's door opens and the secretary whispers something to him, which causes him to glance at me. Mr. O.P., could you come in here, please? Now the pretty girl's eyes light up with recognition as if she knows who I am. And at this point, my foolish teenage self realizes that there's something bigger going on than me getting kicked out of physics before the class even starts. The principal asked me what happened, and I explained to the best of my ability what had happened that morning. He thanked me and asked me to have a seat again. When I came out, the girl was gone. The principal asked the secretary if there was another teacher available with a free period. She said, yeah, Mrs. Math teacher is free right now. Should I page her? Yes, please. The math teacher escorts me back to class and tells Miss Karen that she needs to go to the principal's office. We spend the rest of the class with a free period. I never saw Miss Karen again, and as far as I knew, that was the end of the story. Until a few years later, Pretty Girl ended up dating one of my friends, and I finally got to hear the rest of the story. Pretty Girl was Karen's daughter, and her parents were getting a divorce. Karen was drunk. Apparently, Karen had been the one to get her daughter that paper route because she thought that her having that job would mean that her daughter would have to be at her house every night and never at her father's. Pretty Girl had tried the paper route and living with her mom for a while, but being the mean drunk that Karen was, things deteriorated pretty quickly, and Pretty Girl wanted to go stay with her dad. When she did, there was no one to deliver the papers, and that's why she was fired. Not because she was a little late, but because around 50 newspapers hadn't been delivered several days in a row. Without the paper job, Karen had lost her imagined bargaining chip and was pissed, which is why she decided that I was public school enemy number one, even though all I'd done was accept more work. She thought that getting me fired from a paper route that I'd been doing without complaint for three years would mean that her daughter would get the job back again. She called the paper to complain about me, and despite them having probably told her that the paper wasn't late, she decided to drive over to Pretty Girl's dad's house and give her the good news that she was getting her job back, and then give her a lift to school. Pretty Girl had told her mom that she didn't want the job or the lift, and she wasn't supposed to come over when her dad wasn't there. Karen didn't like that and dragged the Pretty Girl by her arm to the car. Pretty Girl went straight to the office when classes started and asked him to call her dad. He came and picked her up while she was in the principal's office. Apparently, what I told the principal was enough to corroborate Pretty Girl's story, which gave the principal what he needed to speak to the union and have her removed from the school's roster until Pretty Girl had graduated. That morning's event had also been the deciding factor in her dad getting full custody. This time, Karen did not get the kids. Oh, look at you. You're here to deliver the paper. No, Mrs. Karen. I'm here to deliver justice. Our next Reddit post is from Painted Sequoia. I just moved into an apartment last week. So far, everyone I've met in passing has been nice. No one's been too loud at unreasonable hours, arguing with each other, stealing parking spaces, or other typical shared space craziness. Yet, at least, I'd only been here a week. I did, however, encounter a Mama Karen and her six-year-old son. My apartment is one of those half-in-the-ground units with two other floors on top. As such, the top of my patio wall is level with the walking path. If I have my blinds open, you can easily see into my living room and kitchen. This honestly doesn't bother me. The weather is finally really nice here, so after work yesterday I opened my patio sliding door and blinds to let the cooler air in while playing some Minecraft. After a while, I could hear a couple of women talking outside a few units down. Just general chit-chat. I also heard a smaller kid running around, messing with the gravel along the pathways, and generally just being a bored kid while mommy talked with her friend. Really no big deal at all. Then, it happened. I heard one of the women call for the kid. Jason, 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 get over here. Jason! I looked up to see the kid standing on the path next to my unit transfixed on my TV. Uh-oh. 
He didn't answer quick enough, so Mama Karen came stomping over to him and jerked his arm to force him around to look at her while she yelled in his face about answering her and not watching TV, especially someone else's. I thought the way she was acting was overkill, but I let it be. He's not my kid, and I'm not a parent at all. I did pay attention if things got worse so I could jump in, but I didn't stare. I only looked over when she called out to me to apologize for her son. No, not to apologize for her behavior. I said it was fine. Mama Karen took him back over to her friend and they continued talking. Eventually, the kids started playing around near them again. Soon, he was back over at my patio looking in watching me play. Soon after that, I hear Mama Karen yell at him again. This time, he flinched and was just frozen staring at her. This time, I jumped up and went to the patio door. She was already at him by then and yelling at him again. I tried to interject to say that I truly didn't mind that he was watching me play. This is where the Karen aspect comes in. She turned to me, sickly sweet, the demon gone for a moment, and kindly explained that dear Jason was grounded and not allowed to even look at a TV. I said, bummer dude, to him in sympathy. She didn't like that I addressed him and not her. I also don't think that she liked that I showed him sympathy instead of instantly taking her side, even though I had no idea why he was punished in the first place. She then asked me something that blew my mind. Can you please shut off your TV when we're out here? We're usually out here for some outside time for about an hour a day, or you can just shut your window and blinds. Not gonna lie, the people pleaser I've been raised to be almost said, oh sure, no problem, and I was going to do it. Then I stopped myself thinking, uh, what? Telling me what to do in my house? I'm trying to have a thicker spine, so I told her, no, I won't. Oh, boy. That sure as hell was her trigger word. I thought she was going to reach in my house and jerk me around and yell at me like I was her child. Her look was instantly pissed off. She again explained the situation, fully expecting me to cooperate this time. She laid out her case. She made the demand again, but it wasn't a question this time. I again told her no. I came home to relax, and this is how I do it. She asked me if I had kids. Uh-oh. I'm solidly child-free, and according to the laws of parenting, my thoughts and opinions are completely and instantly invalid unless I pop out at least one almost entirely full-term crotch spawn. I told her no, and she smirked. I thought so. I was ready for a lecture on how to handle kids properly or something, but she just jerked her son away back towards the other woman who I assumed was still there. She said something as she went, but I didn't really hear it, so I don't know if it was to me, her son, or a friend. Maybe even grumbling to herself. That was our slash entitled parents, and if you like this content, then check out my Patreon where I publish episodes that were banned from YouTube. Also, be sure to follow my podcast, because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.